Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. Palo Alto Networks offers zero trust for your operational technology without the PTSD. If you're in the digital transformation game, keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make any coolest operations director wake up in night sweats. Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust OT security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing Zero Trust across all operations. So sleep better at night knowing you have the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure your OT assets. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust solution. Go out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world. You are bold, brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you are changing lives, and therefore you are changing the world, and we are broadcasting on site. SMRP 31, that's 31 years of providing excellence here in Orlando. And if you're not here, you need to come to the 32. That's SMRP 32. And if you're in the world of reliability, asset management, or you have any passion to be in the world of reliability and passion and asset management and maintenance, you need to join SMRP. Go out to smrp.org. Find out more. They have, they have, they have so much. Are you a member? Yeah, I well, am. Well, there, there you go. Of course I am. That's you. You get to meet people like him. Let's get cracking. Yeah. All right. How are you? I'm doing good, Scott. How about you? I'm doing much better after I've got my special espresso there you go, drink. I'm, I'm happy you do. Oh, no. I'm telling you. Cheers, man. Cheers. Santé. Well, how do you say it? Santé. Santé. As we say in France. Uh-huh. Santé. Okay. There. I like it. So you're having a good conference? Scott? Yeah. Why are you interviewing me? You're supposed to say, you're, I'm having a great conference. I'm busy as can be. You get to speak to people like you. Are you having a good conference? I am. It's it's fantastic. This year is actually fantastic. I've been to a couple of them. And have you? Yeah. And it's really, it's a good one. Have you been, have you had a booth before? Or is this the first time Spartacus? So the first, it's last year we had a booth for the first time and uh here it's the second time because we've been doing all sort of trade shows and this one is, I'd say, by far the best. Is it really? I think so. I think Man, so. That's a testimony. It I is. like that. Or, okay, let's say in the top three. So, right. so give us a background on who you are and how long you've been with Spartacus. Good, good one. So um, I come from France. I'm an engineer and uh, I came to Canada 10 years ago uh, to work in a mine. I had no clue what was reliability and maintenance, no clue, but I got hired to build a lubrication program. I knew nothing about lubrication and, no you know, way. yeah, but you know what, 
I learned out. I listened to podcasts, read books, yeah. all, all the good stuff that you find at this conference. And, you know, year after year, you know, you make mistakes, but you learn and you learn and you get to, you know, get a CMRP at some point and, uh, and meet great people. That's that's me. And what was, what was the, the mining company that you, I mean, where were you in, in what province? It was in Quebec. It was in Quebec. Yeah, Northern Quebec. So can you imagine, I was 25 at the time and um, you're hired to do 14 days in, 14 days out. Yeah, oh yeah, so, so that's you were, remote, baby, that's yeah. north. But the 14 days out, you come back to Montreal, which is a great city. Where Foodie town, baby. Exactly. Uh. So. I had the time of my life. I bet you did. I did. Ate well, gained <laughs> weight. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but it's a beautiful town. It is, have you Have you ever been? No, I've only seen pictures and I've only seen, and it is, it, all my family mm -hmm. live in uh, Ontario. Mm -hmm. uh, Hamilton, okay. Dundas, in that area. My, son, my dad was uh, born in uh, Quebec City. Oh yeah. So that's, that's, that's my lineage and that's my, where I come from, my roots. Come on, man. You should come. <laughs> I know. I want to. But there's no business that's saying, hey, Scott, come on up here. Somebody's got to say, hey, there's business up here. And I'll be up there in a jet oh, second. We'll, Listen to me out there. We'll arrange some things, guys. There it is. That's all I want. I just I just want to collaborate. There you go. That's all I want. <laughs> all right. Let's talk a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Yeah, so. Uh, Energy and resilience. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. Spartacus, which is a cool name, by the way. Just FYI. You think so? Okay. Oh, well. it, it, it definitely has the perception of something really strong and powerful. Spartacus. Like this coffee? Yeah, like this coffee. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to us. Yeah, so I just uh, finished a, a technical session at SMRP. I was giving a technical session, and it was about energy and uh, resilience. And the point I made during that uh, speech is that I wanted to bring a different perspective with relates to, you know, transition to energy, green energy, you know, everything yeah. renewable and everything. You know, we're being bombarded uh, uh. in the media and everything about, you know, we have to do this transition and we have to abandon uh, combustion engines and everything. But I have a different perspective on that and I wanted to share it with uh, the audience. Make it happen. Yeah. Share it. So. My, my take is that we live in a ca capitalist and liberal uh, society. Capitalist, that, as Marx, Karl Marx said, you know, increasing profit until the end of time. And liberal means that, you know, with, you know, federal bank, federal reserve, um, you know, doing policies like uh, quantitative easing and low interest rates, um, you know, it's not tomorrow that we're going to see uh, decrease in GDP, you know, in economic growth. So it's going to continue. And economic growth, as I explained, as I demonstrated, is that it's solely based on our energy consumption. Whether it's, you know, wood or biomass or uh, fuel or nuclear or solar, whatever. It's just we need energy, we need power to make things move, right? Yeah, you got here using yeah. a you took a flight, right? And all the food we were eating is, has been transported with a, a truck and everything. So it's all connected to energy. So if we don't have energy, we have nothing, basically. It's true. I, 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 I'm, I'm tracking. I hear what you're saying. Continue. Yeah. So, and, and really, my, my speech is not around, you know, uh, carbon emissions and, you know, 
CO2 pollution and everything. I don't want to get into that. Really, it's about energy. I have a master's degree in therm- uh, thermodynamics. Mm-hmm. So really, uh, I try to apply those concepts of, you know, there's a limited amount of material resources and uh, fossil fuels on the planet. And at some point, it's going to dry out. I don't know if it's tomorrow, in 50 years, 100 years, I don't know. But um, at some point, we're going to run out of these fossil fuels, right? And since everything is based on fossil fuels, I mean, I do my grocery store at Costco or whatever, and all the trucks, they're not electric trucks. They're, you know, fueled by oh, yeah. diesel no. or, or, or else. So um, my point really is that there's a limited quantity on Earth. So if, if you remove, at some point, if you remove that from the equations, you can say goodbye to your um, economic growth. And if you say goodbye to your economic growth, well, you're going to have issues like social, political, and tensions, right? And I think you just have to turn on the TV and you yeah, see what I, I mean, right? I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so, so in the end, if we... Uh, if we apply that principle to industry, if you try to think about what the um, a manufacturing plant should look like or would look like if, let's say, 50 years from now, I think it's going to, you know, be, um, there's going to be a lot of disruptions in energy chain supply chains. So industrial facilities should be resilient and reliable. Reliable, there's a ton of things to do and in there were lots of great speech about that and I can talk about it, but really resilience to me is, I think, the missing key at the moment because it's tough to implement. It involves politics, media, uh, public figures, citizens, because to give you an example of uh, resilience, it would be to relocate all the manufacturing sites that were globalized during the 20th century here. I'm going to give you an example. All my clothes are they're being made in Bangladesh or Asia in yeah. general. Yeah. How come in the 21st century I cannot buy or buy, uh, easily buy clothes that are made in Canada? And what happens if there's no fuel to transport our clothes from the other side of the Pacific to here? Am I going to go naked? out there yeah you see you see the idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, f- I feel like the 20th century was about globalization I think the 21st with all the energy at stake uh, energy um, issues at stake uh, in mind should be the, the century of relocalization of everything and create uh, an ecosystem uh, locally at the at the, the scale of uh, you know I'd say the county of multiple, you know, the paper plant and the food processing industry and everything and all work together to, you know, be resilient in case of shock. Okay, so so let me let me see if I understand it. You just gotta say yes and, and add to it. <clears throat> so right now we're we we I buy my clothes China, Bangladesh, yeah. whatever. It, it there's a global uh, manufacturing reality. Exactly. You're saying we're going to have to, or it, it consider bringing everything in and making it more local, right? Yeah. So 
my clothes, I can be local, I can and, and be able to be more efficient in the use of my energy. Is that right? That's that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. I think there's it's a paradigm shift, complete culture huh. change. But I think with the energy reserves that we have, as I said, fossil fuels will come to an end at some point, so we have to relocate everything because it's not tomorrow that you, those shipping containers are hmm. going to run on lithium, right? And be powered by hydrogen or nuclear batteries. And oh, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Some, it, it may happen because we have brilliant engineers and physicists hmm. uh, in humanity. But my take is today, there's a risk. And, and I think as a society, we should think about those problems and be proactive about it. What you're in essence advocating is the removal of inefficiency. So is it truly, if energy is the, the linchpin of the economy, which I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, manufacturing something in Asia, shipping it across, you're removing that whole inef that energy consumption. Exactly. And you're saying, hey, we're, we'll put it right here. This is where this is where we'll be. The qualities will be there. The, the yeah. costs, the benefits associated with that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. It's one piece of the puzzle, right? It's oh, just interesting. One idea. Um, another thing would be to uh, make these manual uh, jobs cooler. Right? Being a mechanic, being a uh, um, uh, heavy machine operator, you know. All these people out there, they have trouble finding people who want to do these kind yeah, of jobs yeah. because it, it's tough. Yeah. And maybe it's because through the years we made it kind of uncool and we pushed our kids towards, you know, high degrees in university and they get to go into, you know, a marketing firm and they're doing a job sometimes they hate or they don't like or yeah. they don't align with the, the values of these jobs. Hmm. I think we need to find a way to make those industrial work cooler. I agree with you. And I, I don't. I don't know how. But no, but I agree with you 100% on that. I I think that uh, we as industry mm -hmm. have to do a better job at uh, spicing it up, uh, mm -hmm. making it more appealing, uh, speak the language of of the youth yeah. to be able to attract them. Mm -hmm. And it's not as if it's not doable mm -hmm. because when we when when I see what's taking place in industry the technology the the innovation the the solutions that exist out there mm -hmm. that's pretty cool stuff mm -hmm. but we're not telling the right story exactly. we're not doing it mm -hmm. and I think you're right on the money where where everybody started to push their children into college mm -hmm. some were some were not you know and 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 we missed a a generation of people who are really focused in on oh, yeah. on industry. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. That's that's interesting. I think you're bringing up some really interesting uh, points. How do you how do you begin? How do you? I mean, that's that's a big one. Ah, uh, man, it's. I don't know how you do it. Uh, because it brings so much, so many consequences, right? It's you have to work on the um, cultural level, social level yeah. education even philosophy yeah. and even metaphysical right yeah. you have to give a purpose to people something that is different than just you know 
making more money and more money and more money yeah. all the time. Um, it's 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 really gar gargantuesque. The See, effort to this push. is this is my skepticism that pops in. I hear what you're saying, but I I don't see that um, that people generally have altruistic motives, and and they might see an opportunity but take advantage of it in the way that and and, and that's why it's you know many of the 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 green initiatives fall into a similar category. Yeah. Some might not. We're just doing it because we're greenwashing, and then and so it's a really interesting challenge. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's and it's a balance between, like you said, greenwashing, and you know, being genuine. Yeah. And having the good of humanity in mind. I mean, maybe I'm idealist, and uh, but I try to believe for my children that there's a better future out there. I agree. I like the points that you're bringing up. I think that's very thought-provoking. I never heard of it that way, but you're, I can see the value of it. I can see it. And then a lot of the issues associated with how do we electrify, because it's okay and everything's regional or wherever. Yeah, I can see it. Now that's workable. It is. It's when they're, you know, all the way across. No, I like it. How do the people get a hold of you there, my friend? Uh, perfect. That was great. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you? If what they want by they, the if they saying hey I want to talk to you yeah you go to www.spartacustech.com Spartacus with a K and oh you did it SpartacusTech.com sounds very good there you go all right Yon right yes Yon Scott. is his name you were thanks fantastic so thanks a lot for having me oh it was fantastic all right we're gonna wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information for Yon out on industrialtalk.com. So fear not, go out to industrialtalk.com. Also, put on your to-do list is become a member of SMRP. Go out to smrp.org. You get to meet great people like Yon that is just th cool thinking, very cool thinking. Also, SMRP has all these symposiums and these regional uh, membership. It's just a great, great organization to be involved so go out to smrp.org. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Absolutely cool topic. Energy resilience. Yon is uh, bringing the lumber. Spartacus is the company. All the contact information will be out on Industrial talk, energy resilience, centralization. That's, that's, that's an interesting and provoking hypothesis. Anyway, so it's very cool. I, I enjoyed the conversation. I hope you did too. All right. Industrial talk is here for you. Industrial professionals. It's an ecosystem that is expanding on a daily basis. Be a part of it. Go out to industrialtalk.com. Click on Let's Connect, and you will be talking to me. We have, of course, podcasts. We have webcasts. We have uh, learning management systems that dive deep into really interesting subject matters, primarily marketing and sales. You want to impact your bottom line? That's where you need to be. And it's it's about the price of a cup of coffee. So anyway, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.